I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Valerie. And today we do not have my dear mom with us. Uh, There's some scheduling conflicts, uh, so she's unfortunately not going to be on this one or the main movie one. Today we watched another Mickey Mouse cartoon. This one is The Mad Dog from 1932. Yes. Which of us would like to give a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? It's bath day for Pluto, and uh, Mickey's having a hard time keeping Pluto in the tub. As he, it feels roughly bathes Pluto, but that's editorializing. <laughs> so Pluto hops out, uh, and and Mickey tries to tell Pluto down, and they have a little game of tug of war. Before Pluto knocks Mickey into the bucket, knocks the so who knocks the soap out, and Pluto plays with that a little bit, but then ends up swallowing the soap and hiccuping bubbles. And eventually gets out of the house and, and into public with a a muzzle that is full of bubbles, which kind of looks like he's foaming at the mouth. So he, uh, so Pluto is riling up the public because they think that, uh, and they keep calling him a mad dog and call the animal control, which is of course uh, Pete Peg Leg Pete is animal control. Uh, and so Pete goes to shoot Pluto and Mickey finds Pluto before that happens and attempts to stop Pete and they start running from Pete uh, before eventually getting home uh, after some, you know, shenanigans. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's the cartoon. That's what happened. What do we think of this one? O- overall entertaining We'll talk about it and how's it hold up. <laughs> um, yep. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, it's it's enjoyable. We're still not quite, for me, to the 1930s uh, black and white Mickey cartoons that I like really start liking. I think that's towards the end of 32 and beginning of 33. Uh, but but yeah, this one this one's pretty cute, besides the thing that isn't. And, you know, I just, I like seeing Pete. He still definitely doesn't have the Pete voice yet. Um, that, that has yet to come. He said it's probably Walt Disney or one of the other, like, people just giving him some random voice. <laughs> he doesn't sound like the Pete you, you remember yet. Yeah, I don't even remember what he sounds like. Yeah, not like Pete. But, yeah, pretty fun. Let's get specific, then, about the story, characters, uh, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a bit of a Pluto showcase. Sure. Uh, but it doesn't feel like it's just a full-on Pluto cartoon where the point is just his shenanigans. It feels like it's using Pluto to, like, spurn the plot or whatever. Sure. And there's an actual, like, plot of, oh, no, they're going to hurt Mickey's dog, you know? One of the things that I find, this is it's all the way at the end of the cartoon, but one of the things that I find interesting is that Pete gets off pretty light, actually. Like, he, he smashes into a bunch of things or whatever, but at the end, he just smashes into the top of the vehicle that has all the dogs in it that he was he was driving around in. Yeah. And they're just, like, licking his face or whatever. They're not, like, biting him or anything like that. They're just licking his face. And, you know, that's, like, pretty... That's not the worst thing, honestly, to no. crash into a thing and then get your face licked. So. Yeah, I think that kind of 
could say a bit about the animals that he's grabbing. I think it definitely says a lot about the animals <laughs> like, he's grabbing. No, they're just people's pets. And he's like, no, you're you're a stray. You got to come with me. Pretty much. So. Bad guy Pete. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not clear on if Clarabelle's in this. I'm going to I'm going to just call it Clarabelle's mom. She looks a lot like Clarabelle, but kind of old. Yeah. And that's probably just more a facet of like not really having distinct designs for characters that are the same species as characters you already have, rather than any intention to have her be related to Clarabelle. But she looks a lot like Clarabelle, so I'm going to say it's Clarabelle's mom. I assumed it wasn't Clarabelle. Yeah, because she's old. Yeah. Um, But we haven't seen Clarabelle's mom or family, so why not? There's really no reason to think that any Mickey Mouse character has parents, like, ever. It's pretty much never brought up. The only times there it gets brought up is when it's, like, medieval stuff and Minnie's a princess, and then you'll see who the king is, so you get to see who Minnie's father is. No, it's also, uh, not parents, but siblings. Yes. Well, inferred siblings because there are, you know, textual nieces and nephews. Right, right. Okay, um, I guess you have a parent because you have siblings. Well, because you're here, but also that that they also had another child. And then that person had children, but is gone because now you have the kids. Right? Yeah, this is pretty wildly off topic, but like we really do have to delve into the nephew thing at some point. Because both Mickey and Donald have like nephews. And it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, why does that recur so much and not a lot of other family members do? But, you know, it's for a different cartoon. And this one, um, a lot of the shenanigans is just Mickey chasing Pluto. It's actually just a lot of chasing. Yeah. There's, you know, there's some tug and war or whatever, but then it's a lot of chasing through the house and the bubbles, chasing through the yard, chasing through the town, and then being chased through the town the opposite direction as Pete's going after. Uh, not not a lot of gun safety in this one, I'm going to uh-uh. say. Uh, pretty, pretty wild gun usage just constantly by Pete here. Uh, once the chase starts, he's got no, he doesn't have a safety on that thing or anything. He's just like falling around and it's just shooting everywhere. Fortunately, no one really seems to be hurt, but... Yeah, I think they were all at the the mob whenever Pluto was going to get shot and yeah. then they stayed behind. So it's also, I guess it's interesting to me the way that the gun can be a really scary thing when it's pointed directly at Pluto and you're supposed to be worried that, that ostensibly this will kill him. Yes. But then shortly after that, it's just like wacky gun violence and like Pete's shooting the gun constantly everywhere and nothing real bad is happening. Yeah. Like, before Pete can shoot Pluto, Mickey, you know, tries to stop him a few times. And one of the final kind of things that Pete does to restrain him is stand on him. But uh, Mickey is able to stop Pluto from getting killed by putting Pete's cat in his pants. And so then Pete shoots at his butt to get his cat <laughs> put, out. Yeah, he puts his gun down his pants and shoots. <laughs> Yeah, it's like... Down the back of his pants, so he's shooting his butt ostensibly. Yes, and the cat is fine, but I guess it... It looks like it lost a bunch of its fur. Yeah. But it's fine. So then it's like, so would that just have happened to Pluto? Would he, like, be 
mostly fine, but maybe less fur or. Yeah. And, but, and, and then after that, it's just like nonsense. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, he shoots the gun or he falls on his butt and it shoots up. He's just like constantly moving forward, even as he's like stumbling and slipping and sliding on things and the gun's just going off constantly. Let's talk a little more about animation too. And I guess what I'm interested in here is character designs. Mickey more or less looks like I kind of remember classic black and white Mickey looking. Uh, Pluto still, it's still like a fairly early Pluto design, but he's like definitely recognizably Pluto. Yeah, I don't know how it's different. He just, he looks a little more, um, he's definitely more rubber hose. And I think, I think it's his face shape is in the vicinity, but it's not quite what Pluto's face gets defined as, I think. And then Pete for me, like, obviously he's recognizably Pete, but he still really doesn't have like the firm jawline and, and stuff that like, Pete eventually does and not having the voice is also definitely like this is still just a very early Pete. He doesn't he doesn't feel like what Pete matures into. And I guess it's just interesting to me that it feels like Mickey doesn't evolve too much from here. I mean, he definitely eventually does, especially when they get to color and they like give him not um eyes with whites in them and stuff like that. Like his design definitely changes a lot eventually, but in terms of kind of the classic Mickey design, that especially a lot of, a lot of stuff in the past 10 or 15 years likes to kind of reference, it feels like we're there. Like this is already just kind of the classic Mickey through like the, the brave little tailor or whatever, which I feel like is one of the last big ones where he's still got those classic eyes or whatever. And at that point, definitely his proportions, like at that point, they've stopped doing the noodle stuff as much. But like, he's still, it's still kind of that basic design. And it feels, it feels, just feels like he keeps that for a long time. Whereas Pluto still has a couple of iterations coming to kind of further define his, his face and stuff. And, and Pete's still actually a fair ways away. He's kind of close, like, it felt like, and a lot of these we didn't necessarily watch, but I've watched, his design kind of varies a bit in, like, how tall he is, how fat he is, and, and all that. It feels like they're still kind of figuring him out, and he's more just, like, a vague antagonist than the character Pete appearing in things, which is which is interesting to me, I guess. It, it feels like they don't really care about him much as a character yet, rather he's just... He's just like the the dude the dude who sometimes appears in his antagonist to Mickey, you know. Yeah, I mean they give him the peg leg, so that's a really big indicator of him. But yeah, there's not other kind of concrete. Like you, it's hard to give him any person like to to point out any personality he has, for instance, beyond just mean is a mean dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Let's go into the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I think there's a particular thing we need to bring up here, and it's not the gun violence. Yeah. (laughs) So as Pluto is going through the town, different people are getting, you know, afraid of this dog foaming at the mouth. Yeah, just multiple, like, gag scenes of different people reacting. Yeah, reacting, which which that's one thing, where you don't really see him and them in the same shot. It's just him running. Yeah. And then these people who, I guess, saw him, but you don't see them seeing him. It's honestly pretty similar. It's honestly pretty similar with the Pete stuff, too, is that 
he's chasing after them, but you don't, you, you, it'll have the big wide shots where he's chasing after them. But when it starts actually having the gags he's reacting to is just focused in on him yeah. and you don't get any sense of them of how Close this is. Or, yeah, exactly. Like it's just, it's just like, yeah, every time it zooms in, it's like, and now gag time. And it does feel a little disconnected. Yeah. So these characters are running away. There's the old cow lady, uh, a, a pig, a goat, guy. Yeah, a goat, a pig with a dog, a cute little dachshund or something. Yeah, yeah. That has a really cute little yap, and and then a uh, a duck, and and I thought that was weird. I, or I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, a duck. That's like a new character uh, design. I think it's mostly been like cows, pigs, goats, some, things like that. Um, yeah, I think I feel like almost any duck that we have seen has just been like a farmyard duck. Yeah. So there's a duck character holding something. Uh, Some clothes, maybe? I don't remember, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a, a caricature, I guess, assumedly a Chinese caricature. Probably Chinese. I mean, I doubt that they had a real distinction in their head between Chinese versus any other Asian. But I, I think, given the time, it likely intended to be Chinese. Yeah, yeah so there's this, uh, yes, it, it uh, the character is walking out with, with laundry, because they're at a laundromat, which is a uh, occupation that... I think so, yeah. Yeah, of the time. I, th- I think that's not an accident, yeah. Yeah, so there's this, this duck, and uh, instead of, you know, running away like any of the other characters would, it, I think... I think he, like, yells, and then, like, his hair, like, just, like, stands up and goes really high, basically. It's yeah. like a... He's got the kind of... In Western cartoons, especially kind of stereotypical, like a bit of hair and it's bunched into like a, a a really thin ponytail and it just like stands up on end and like climbs really high. And he's like, ah, and then he like starts going away and he clearly has like um, clacky sandals that are clacking as, as he goes. Like it's it's just a racist caricature. Yeah. Is is the long and short of it? Uh, just race. It's just racism there, and that was. I've seen the cartoon, and I keep forgetting that that bits in there. It doesn't need to be, and it just catches catches you off guard. You're like, oh, okay, doing this all of a sudden. Yeah, it's supposed. Yeah, it's there to to be funny, and I think that it just is fully racist. Yeah, the humor of it just fully relies on racism, unfortunately, um and and just racist stereotypes at the time. So yeah, that doesn't hold up. <laughs> no. And then I, you know, beyond that obvious thing that doesn't hold up, this depiction of uh animal control is is pretty antiquated um in terms of like just a dude riding around with a car that he stuffs a bunch of animals in and also just pulls out a gun to deal with a rabid dog and, like, no one really bats an eye. Obviously, Mickey is upset because it's his dog, but there's not a sense that it's definitely overkill for this dude to have a gun. There, There's some of that, but, like, none of the people around who were, like, yelling about the mad dog are like, oh, he pulled a gun. No, and they're, they're grouped up when... Pluto is cornered yeah. and like so this they, they want this like this yeah hundred percent almost cheering it on it feels like it's also I guess it's interesting to me that Pete's shaking so much and done, and never like actually pulls the trigger up until the cat gets down his pants and and freaks about yeah but it's like Pete's like 
It's it's interesting, I guess, because it feels like both the crowd and Pete are depicted as being genuinely like scared of the threat that Pluto supposedly represents, you know? Yeah. Which is fascinating because you just get the sense as a viewer of like, this guy has all the power because he's literally pointing a gun at this poor dog, <laughs> like, but he's scared of the dog. Yeah, I don't know how widespread like rabid animals was like you have old yeller yeah uh that's what i was thinking too yeah like the 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 media of this is this is the way to deal with this and it has to be you know swift one thing i didn't get to say in in animation the uh the scene with the bubbles i think that's the first time that you know i've seen that but it's a pretty uh, ubiquitous. Like that's one of the fir- one of the earliest, yeah. Uh, a ubiquitous uh, joke scene situation where like a character eats soap and is hiccuping bubbles. There is almost certainly going to be probably more than one cartoon in the future where Pluto himself eats soap and, <laughs> and hiccups bubbles. Uh, sure, but 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 it's the first time I recall seeing it in this older animation as yeah. opposed to. Uh, yeah, it being new, as opposed to everything being like, oh no, this is just what you do. Like, yeah, you have yeah. this bubble scene, and it's funny. And I think the bubbles were pretty cool. And, yeah. like, Mickey's head in one of the bubbles. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a real big bubble that his head gets stuck in. Yeah, and I think that was, uh, well, kind of interpreted in black and white of, yeah. like, more gray, and, like, it felt... You know, believable. It wasn't just a circle around his head. There That's was a really a good point, the black it. and white thing. Because, yeah, when you think about most of the depictions you've seen are in color. And they have, like, the kind of bluish but translucent and maybe some sort of reflections. Like, yeah, you can kind of visualize it. But a lot of what defines it is the color. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they do do some of the very shiny part of the bubble. Yes. Like, not all of them, but there are, you know, enough that have kind of an indicated gleam or whatever. So, yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah. In general, I think these these cartoons do really good with the sound in terms of, like, when Pete's walking, he, he clunks with his uh, peg leg. Yeah. And I think even when there's a couple of times... Where when Mickey's running away, bananas fall in front of Pet in front of Pete, uh, or like apples, and so he's slipping on them, and that's you know communicated well with the sound. I think you're right, and I think that where the these cartoons are still failing is the voice acting. Yeah. Um, and I, Mickey cartoons in particular, because I feel like that's one of the few areas where Warner Brothers is real is starting to pull ahead, and that. It feels like a lot more of the Warner Brothers dialogue is, for one, understandable, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but just the quality of it and of the writing itself feels is starting to feel stronger for Warner Brothers when with their dialogue. Whereas here with Mickey, like there's almost no real talking until Pete is a little bit mean, and then the main dialogue scene is Mickey pleading for Pluto, which is is pretty good. Like, he does a pretty good job there, but it definitely still feels... It feels really old in a way that, like, once we... When we eventually get to, to good Warner Brothers cartoons, they don't necessarily sound ancient in the way that this kind of does. Yeah, no, that's a good point in terms of, like, I... 
am not expecting to understand them. And that's yeah. weird if you think about it. Right. It's like, no, you should be able to. And then he's still like, even when he's, you know, pleading for Pluto, he's like, I think he's like, don't shoot. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to tell. It is. Like, uh, the re- it just sounds like the recording equipment itself isn't very good. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. No, because, yeah, you think of all the Looney Tunes that you watched as a kid, and those are all perfectly, you can hear them perfectly well, because that's, in fact, a lot, a big point of their gags. Because yeah. Looney Tunes get very focused on the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, here with Disney, that's still just super not the focus. And it's, you're kind of starting to be able to feel it, I think, in yeah. terms of, like, it feels like you should have advanced further in this particular area. No, you're right. Like, to To its detriment, like, there could be funny, either, like, funny audio gags are just enhancing what's there like with the bubbles if you have like a dog bark hiccuping <laughs> yeah could be really cute but like you said if it's old audio equipment that will just muddle it all up yeah so it's more clear now just to not have talking but then it's really obvious when you do have talking how you know less good it is compared to everything else yeah and i think part of probably why that hasn't been a priority for them beyond just them caring more about the animation is that they don't have characters with very strong personalities yet Mm -hmm. like donald and goofy don't exist and those characters eventually come into being with pretty strong personalities that involves them talking mickey has a discernible voice here but Mickey doesn't have to talk for a Mickey cartoon to work. Mm-hmm. So it's still just not really the focus. Pete doesn't even have a discernible, definite way that his voice sounds yet. It sounds like it's probably just Walt Disney trying to sound gruff, which is mm-hmm. like, that's not much of anything. Like, yeah. And then you have like the, the cow lady yelling help and stuff like that. And just like, none of these are like characters yet really the Mm -hmm. closest is mickey but again it's not it's not necessarily important that mickey talks so it's not important that they have good sound equipment yet it seems like for recording dialogue yeah i'm just trying to think how what would a a cartoon be like if you had goofy and um donald but they didn't talk yeah, it sounds baffling. Yeah. Like, their voices like, are such a big part of their character. Like, Goofy has his lankiness and stuff, but it, yeah, it would be really weird. I mean, the thing, we haven't quite gotten to him yet. I think we're getting very close to the first appearance of Goofy. But literally, the most defining aspect of his first appearance is his voice. Like, that's literally it, is his his laugh. The bit, like... That laugh is literally the thing that's like, oh, this character, audiences are latching onto him, gotta gotta, gotta have more of this guy. Yeah. Like, that's the defining thing. And then when you eventually get to Donald, like, his voice is one of the most iconic parts of what makes Donald Donald. And the easiest way to differentiate Donald and Daffy is like... You can understand Daffy. Yeah. Donald is unintelligible sometimes, but like with purpose, unlike now where it's just like you have bad audio equipment. (laughs) So like with Goofy, a Goofy that doesn't speak, I think it'd be even weirder to compare that with with Pluto. Yeah. In terms of like movement and stuff like that. It's like, oh, they're not so different. Yeah, yeah. And, And then a Donald without 
sound. It's just like any anger would just be underserved. Yes. Any anger would be underserved by not having the the grumbles that come with it. Like, sure, he can be, uh, you know, turning turning red or like graying. I don't know how they do it. And like uh, moving around a lot, but it would just feel muted. Yeah. Without it. And I think also like part of it is just that Mickey doesn't really have voice actors yet. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're just grabbing whoever's in the studio to do a voice. And Mickey is Walt Disney because Disney's already done his voice. Yeah. And he stays Mickey for a while, but eventually he, because of his smoking, finds it hard to do Mickey's voice. And some other guy, I don't remember who it is that inherits the role of Mickey, but like, I don't remember at this point if Pinto Colvig is working there and doing Pluto. I know he eventually takes over Pluto, but I don't know if he's there yet. But then Pinto Colvig is most known for that goofy voice. Mm-hmm. But like they don't have a character where they have to have a dude on like hired to like this is the guy who does this character. Yeah. That just doesn't exist yet. And also we will see what silent goofy shorts are because Pinto Golvig leaves and then we get silent goofy shorts for a while. Yeah, no, you you mentioned that where the narrator is brought in. Exactly. Uh, but then it's like, honestly, it just starts feeling like there's just these two versions of Goofy, one that's a character and one that is the world of Goofy, sort of Goofy. Yeah. Uh, which is it's fascinating. Um, but we're a ways away from that. But yeah, the the I think the the voice acting is definitely what's weakest here still with Disney. Um and I'm looking forward to when they eventually step that up some. For sure. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite moment in the cartoon? It's the racist part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like just it's that it's that part. He doesn't need to be there. It's not Easy. funny. What was your favorite part in the cartoon? My favorite part is when yeah, I, and I guess there wasn't a ton of high highs for this. Yeah. So I'll I will say when uh, Pete is stumbling on like the bananas and the apples. I think so too. Yeah, I think the chase back home where where Pete's going after them is is probably the most entertaining. It's just gag after gag of how can we make Pete trip and fall and hurt himself as he's yeah, still he running gets after them. Yeah, a ladder them. on him, and it's yeah. like, why don't you just like. Push that to the side or something. Nope. He's got too much momentum, babe. But then he gets clotheslined by all the runs in the ladder. (laughs) Yeah. Who was your least favorite character in the cartoon? This is easy for me. It's that cow. She started this. (laughs) She's the first one who yelled and then called animal control. I mean, but to them, it seemed like there was this very dangerous animal. Don't make excuses for her. I hate her. That's so (laughs) funny. Uh, I mean, if we're doing that, I, I don't actually care that much. But yeah, no, I, I I'm gonna go with her. The racist duck is un, is like not really even like it doesn't do anything. It's one of multiple animals that just react. Whereas the cow, she's the first one to react, but she also takes action and does a thing important to the plot. So that's why I consider her enough of a character to count. She is just reacting to this perceived. Threat. You can disagree. Who's your favorite? Your least favorite. The bar of soap. <laughs> okay, well, that uh, doesn't have any personality at all. It is an inanimate object, so. I mean, it could be Mickey. Pete. O- honestly, though, what? Is 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 there like, oh, we made it home, so we're okay? Because what? Pete doesn't know where he lives? I guess not. 
That was, yeah, I'm like, okay. Pete crashed into the thing where all the other puppies are, and he's stuck there, so he does, he didn't follow him home. Interesting. Mickey's like, this will never be a problem ever again. Essentially. <laughs> and, then, and then you find out this happens every week. No. Pluto. Pluto. Pluto doesn't do anything. He's a bad dog. No. No, he's good. Pete. I mean, he was gonna just say the cow lady. I don't she want sucks. to. She didn't do anything wrong in terms of what she perceived as a rabid dog. Whatever. She's someone. I guess I'll say Pete as my least favorite, but that's it's only because you had to pick. Yes. Who's your favorite? I also don't really have a favorite, babe. I'm gonna say Mickey because I enjoyed his scene where he was pleading for Pluto. And is crying. I guess. But also, Mickey feels like you need to have control of this bathing situation better. Yes! Maybe Pluto, because he's a good boy. He's just running. He's just having a time, and then everyone's being mean to him, and he's so sad. I know, he just has the hiccups. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I'll go with Pluto. Let's uh, talk about our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Yeah, so this one was fine. Uh, Nothing especially great about it. And then something just like obviously bad i'll give it a 2.25 okay that seems fair i'll give it a 2.5 it's 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 a fun cartoon it's got issues and it's nothing super super standout yeah oh would i recommend it though um i lightly recommend it if you're if you're interested in in early the early 1930s mickey cartoons there there are better ones but like this one's not a not a bad one to check out yeah I yes, light light recommend mainly because I really like the the bubble yeah scene. Even though it wasn't my favorite one, it's just a scene of note in an otherwise okay short. Thank you all very much for listening. Next time, I think we'll be watching another uh, Mary Melodies cartoon. I believe I haven't fully figured it out, but I'm pretty sure that's what's next. I think we're gonna meet another attempt of theirs to have a main character for that series. Oh no. Uh, so join us next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. It's bath day for Pluto. Sorry, start again. That was really cute though. What? I just hit it with my toe. <laughs> you can't put that in. The You're the one that will be editing this one. Ah.